Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of Hear Me Out. It is your boy Davion, Dave the Brave, Mr. Atlantic Ocean, with my friend and colleague Devaye. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good today, man. It's a pretty chill day. How about you? Pretty good. How's your mental state been since the last, uh, since the week that we have had? I mean... I'm uh, I'm good. You know, quarantine ain't ain't getting to me. It ain't wearing me down. All right. What about you? Same, same. You know, I'm kicking it. I'm comfortable. I guess the only thing still stressing me is these freaking classes. Yeah, that and I'm stressing about class. Well, I'm not really stressing about class, but it is something to worry about. I'm really stressing about um this whole not is being out of work thing. Yeah, money, money, money. Yeah, man, folks ain't folks ain't getting no money. Man, yeah, man, <laughs> you ain't making no money. It's hard out here, you know. I'm st- I'm getting my ben- my little benefits and my little finesses and stuff like that. So hopefully I'm gonna be out straight and living decently. All right, I'm about to figure something out. Facts, facts. So let's go ahead and get started today, bro. I found an article. That was basically just talking about uh, the federal government is quietly seizing orders um, of supplies um, from hospitals and and healthcare like facilities or like people that like or from the uh, facilities that these uh, hospitals and healthcare facilities order them from, and that the feds are basically taking uh, these supplies, and so everybody that's getting um, affected by this are trying to figure out like what's going on. Basically, so so far in the article, they talked about eight, seven, seven specific uh, states. They talked about Texas, California, Florida, Minnesota, Washington, Oregon, and Alaska. All of these states have been um, have fallen victim to having uh, supplies like taken or like disappearing, basically. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, does the article get does the article talk about like what kind of specific supplies? Is it like personal like protection equipment or like medicine or stuff? Um a little nah, they didn't get too much into that. They didn't say anything about medicine, just talking about like maybe like basic stuff like gloves, masks, um, and base uh stuff like that that they need to be handed out and stuff like that. Right. So Basically, seven states described uh, these seizures. The Federal Emergency Management Agency are not publicly reporting the acquisition. So that's where it's getting kept in the dark. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, how do I put this? So basically, they're taking these they're taking these goods. They're going to this hospital. I'm like, hey, we need uh, this amount of joints, this amount of joints. They're keeping those hospitals that they're taking them from in the dark about... Uh, when those hospitals are going to get, you know, the supplies they need, uh, where those supplies are going in the first place and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So they're like, you're taking all these goods, but when are we going to get our goods? Um, so officials who have had material seized also say that they have received no guidance from the government about how or if they will get access to the supplies they ordered. So it's crazy how and if. So it's like, if we're even going to get these supplies, and if so, how are we going to get to them? Like, what's going on? So basically, in a time of uncertainty, more and more uncertainty is coming. And it's through the people that you don't, that you, the people that you want to be certain, that, that you want to be the most certain. Like, these are the people you're looking to for help. Yeah. Are uncertain if they can even, you know, if they have the materials to even help you out. 
Yeah, that's that's so crazy because we already we were already caught off guard by this. So a lot of hospitals weren't even prepared for this. Mm-hmm. And then for 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 the government to be to be officially seizing these things or unofficially seizing, um, you know, these supplies that people need is. It's not a good look. Yeah, it's not a good look because there's been a lot of uncertainty going on in the world right now. We was um last week, you know, before that, before uh, stuff that we hasn't made the radio show, of course. Um, we've talked about the uncertainty of you know like the schools and like Clayton and back when everything was escalating. We were hearing a different thing every. You had to you you had to pack and unpack like four times. Exactly. Like, I went home for the weekend and then came back, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm I'm here now. And then it was like, get out. And then it was like, oh, never mind. You can stay. Under certain circumstances. <laughs> Under certain circumstances. Yeah, so it's like getting really crazy. There's, everybody's already uncertain. And it's just it's real crazy for these doctors and for these uh, nurses that they have to be uncertain, too, if they're going to have the equipment and stuff like that. So, like, people in Texas uh, reported, you know, I tried to go ahead and order, um, he said, a small order, like 20,000 masks. Yeah. Um, uh, he The people that he orders them from was like, oh, the, those supplies that you're asking for? have been taken they're not here so was that like after he um like already submitted his order yeah Mm. and so like money's being spent too so it's just a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on. So the article, it was talking about all those bad stuff was basically uh, what Trump and the White House officials are saying. Um his close advisor and son-in-law Jared Kusher, they insist that the government is using data-driven a data-driven approach to um to take to procure these supplies and direct them where they're needed the most. So apparently they have they set up you know a data. Obviously through our previous uh, you know conversations on this show, algorithms aren't the best things. They're, they're, they're not the most trustworthy things. <laughs> not the most trustworthy things all the time. You have to be completely unbiased in the builds in uh, how they're built. Right. But basically, so they're using um, <clears throat> yeah, they're using these uh, algorithms and a data driven approach to uh take supplies from other places and take them to where they're most needed so places like new york where the where it's so high right now and cases of viruses and stuff like that so they're saying they are looking at the calculating factors that they're looking at include state population uh major metropolitan areas and the severity of the virus spread and they're looking at those things but it's just i feel like in a time of uncertainty um as the as the a government official, somebody that's supposed to be trying to keep, you know, take care of your country, take care of your citizens, take care of everything that's going on. You have to think about how you're moving in terms of um, keeping peace and keeping a mindset for uh, the citizens and stuff like that, because right now they're still promoting this uncertainty and the uncertainty is only going up and we're still looking like we're finding no solution. Um, And it's just crazy that we're getting situations like this to where, you know, I saw an article today that said um, Georgia's going to be doing free testing for the coronavirus. Uh, I think they're uh, partnering with CVS correctly. I had had, had to be posted it on my... um, 
my Instagram or whatever. But the announcement was made that free um, testing is going to be given out at like CVS and stuff like that for the coronavirus in Georgia. So if we have this abundance of supplies, why are they being taken? Like so, so where where's the rest? Where's the rest? What's going on? That's another thing. They like there's no specific. Um, there's no specific uh, like order to any of this, so they're taking these supplies, but not many of these supplies, and stuff like that. Like it's real out of whack right now. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying because if they were taking specific things such as like medicine, yeah, and all that, I, I feel like that would be a lot more justifiable, and it will be more secure into knowing what we have as a say me and you are a hospital yeah. it'd be more secure in us knowing what we have in supplies and stuff like that instead of you know uh we try to put in an order and we, we realize the feds then took 30,000 masks ah uh, yeah so basically we're not finding out until after the fact till it's already gone yep and so now we got we got a, let's say we get a wave of patients coming in and we know we let's say we told people hey guys we'll have um we'll have supplies by this day this day come back then we'll get you guys taken care of that day comes and then we just found out and there's no supplies. Hey guys, fast took your supplies. Yep. Or your supplies are gone. We don't know where they are. Yeah. It's such a crazy approach. I feel like um, in order to like I feel like there's a lack of transparency. Yeah, it's a, definitely a lack of transparency. That's what I was while I was reading it, that's, I love how you said that because that's really what I was kind of thinking like um, all the White House saying in this article, all the White House, all of the government officials have said is uh, we're taking certain supplies, we're moving them to places that are needed the most. And we have this system that's going to be focusing on these three things. That's all the information they're giving out. Mm-mm. I'm not like I, I, I understand you, the government. I, I understand you how you have your secrets. And I understand, like, you know, you guys don't want to cause even more panic than is already going on. But right. you got to understand that. The way you guys are going about things is what's gonna cause more panic. Right. You know, I would rather I would I would be more comfortable having statistics and facts rather than just you giving us vague statements. Facts. Because at the end of the day, at least I know what to expect. I can I can worry I can worry within reason. Right. As opposed to me just not knowing what's going on and now I have to figure out for myself and ask people and check social media and so on and so forth, rather than getting answers from the people that we're supposed to be getting answers from. Right. How do you think we should, um, how do you think uh, we can bring a solution to this type of problem? Because we um, also through the article, I didn't write it down in my notes, but basically there's been a few, um, give me one second. Here it goes right here. So uh, there is a Defense uh, Production Act that was, uh, created around the Korean War era that allows the president to compel the production of vital equipment in a national emergency, which we are currently in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump last month ordered General Motors to produce ventilators to uh, address shortfalls at hospitals. So if you're able to, basically, if we're like at war and you need supplies, uh, tell certain uh, companies and certain big companies and certain factories to start uh, instead of producing what you're currently producing we are at a state of emergency produce these like, supplies that we need basically just have them switch over yeah makes sense Um. so the question is, is that yeah the question now is has he done that for um for things like you know PPE and there's like gloves and masks and all that in medicine I don't know 
I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says vital equipment. It also says the law. The law also empowers federal agencies to place orders for critical materials to see that uh, those get priority over orders other than private companies and state and local governments. And so they said that to say that basically this uh, Jose Camacho, who's the head of the uh, ASSN of Community Health Centers in um, Texas, mm-hmm. He was the one that I mentioned earlier had the 20,000 masks. He put in an order. So basically this law is saying um, these type of people, he can, he has the ability to put in an order to get the equipment he needs to, so it can spread around the country in a correct way or to spread, spread around his state uh, in a proper fashion. He sent in those orders and then was notified, oh, we don't got those. They've been taken. But see, but see, now this begs the question of why are they taking supplies instead of just having companies make more? Right. Right. My my guess would be this is only a short time thing. This is this is probably what their plan will be until they um you know in, in, until they make that order and what yeah until they make those orders or until they have to uh, send out. The request for companies to start switching over their um their production. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm. That's what my hope is. But you know, with how shady with with how shady the government has been during this whole sort of uh this whole epidemic. Right. As you said last episode, um, everything that's going on this epidemic got a lot of folks showing they ass. Especially the government. going on. And it's just crazy. Um, something they didn't talk about in the article, but kind of stood out to me is the the randomness in the states that are that have been reporting this. Let's see. You said Texas, California, Texas, California Minnesota, Florida. Washington, Oregon, Alaska. And the thing about it is, is that so like Oregon, Alaska and Alaska. No, Oregon, Oregon and Washington. Oregon, Oregon, Washington and California. They're pretty close to each other. Yeah. But then there's also Texas, Florida, Minnesota, which are nowhere near, nowhere each, near each other. Those are literally on like opposite sides. Yeah, and Alaska is nowhere near anybody. Uh, by Canada. So like, what is going on? What is what is this system? There is, I feel like there is no system. I don't think there is. I think I think they're just looking. They might be looking at like, like cases per population. They're probably looking at like population density or something. Oh yeah, they could be. So that could go with Alaska and it could possibly because you know they said they're focusing on getting this equipment and these supplies out to where they're needed the most. So then, say, they're lower. There's lower cases of the coronavirus and. I don't know. I thought it was pretty high in Florida. I figured it was too. I think I think that's why they're. I think those. I think those might be higher. Right. And that's probably why they're. Um, but these are the ones that are getting supplies. Okay, those are ones that are, that are getting ones. Taken oh, away. okay. No, yeah. So so those those are probably lower states, and they're probably like, okay, you guys can survive by these supplies for a little longer. But right. I don't think it's safe to assume that because if you have a lack of supplies, you're going to create more cases. Yeah, and it's just yeah. So that's basically what I was thinking as well like it's so uncertain like say okay so I understand this system of we need to take it from where it's uh where it's I guess not that big of a priority not needed the most and put it to where it's very needed currently but at the current rate of uh you we already know uh that the coronavirus is very unpredictable and it can go from it's, it's very easy it it's very go, easy to transmit it can go from three from ten people in Georgia uh being um uh, tested positive for the coronavirus to 300 in that same day and then so on and so forth it can grow exponentially because of because of a reduced supply right 
So it's it's really a gamble. It's really a gamble. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. This is a crazy article I found, bro. It's a lot of crazy stuff in the middle. A lot of people. It's crazy that uh, some of the officials in the article actually asked to be um, not to be named uh, out of fear of retaliation from the government. I mean, it makes perfect sense because at this, I mean, they could, depending on how much they say, they could be they could be considered whistleblowers. Right. That's so crazy. I got see. I got even more craziness for us. What's up? So, <clears throat> I am sorry to those of you who thought that coronavirus was <laughs> impartial. Uh, oh no! I, yeah, to those of you who thought that uh, coronavirus favored white people, it's that's not the case. It's not that, the case. that was a trend. That was a trend, and, and I'm gonna I'm I'm just say this because it was I, what until Rudy Gobert and the NBA got shut down. Yeah, he was like black people can't even catch it. Folks were so confident in that, and I'm I'm gonna just say this. I really don't understand why y'all thought that y'all were safe due to a social construct. Race, we all know race is a social construct. There is nothing genetically that says I am black. I can under I understand I guess where they was coming from because um. While everything was spreading and it wasn't spreading in America too fast, um, you know, we was examining that no, that there was basically zero to none cases in Africa. Right. But there's a big difference between African and African American. American. <laughs> two, two completely different things. Two completely different things. Completely different things. A lot of Africans say they're not black. Yeah, man. A lot of Africans really do believe that, too. I mean, you know, to each day on, I ain't really going to speak too much on that. Right. But what I am going to speak on is this article I found. So the article I found comes from CNN, and it basically talks about how black people are at a higher risk for catching coronavirus. Unsurprising to say, the answer basically leads to the systemic racism that we've been subjected to. It's all by, it's all basically due to the byproducts of it. Same stuff, money, jail, nothing. algorithms. What we've been talking about, everything we've been talking about on this show. So nothing new. Shouldn't be any surprises. So uh, the first thing it talked about was underlying health conditions, and it was mainly talking about uh, sort of like blood related health um, health conditions. So like diabetes, heart disease, uh, hypertension. Those mm-hmm. are the main. Those are the main three big worries mm-hmm. uh, the article said that black people are 60% more likely to be diagnosed with diabetes 20% more likely to die from uh, yeah, to die from heart disease and we do have the highest mortality rate for all cancers and those all do uh, coronavirus does affect those under uh, those underlying conditions so Crazy. it'll sort of worsen it'll put you at more jeopardy to be part of that mortality rate okay uh, for coronavirus uh, another thing is lack of access to healthcare. So, it didn't get in, it didn't give any any specific data numbers, but what it did say was that black people do statistically have lower levels of health insurance than compared to white people, and so basically they're saying that less black people have health coverage than white people. So basically, tune into whatever episode that was when we was talking about them algorithms in the healthcare system and how it affects the black people. Pretty much, that's all you have to do. Um, and basically what though what that lack of what that lack of access to healthcare 
is going to cause is basically going to cause a lot of more cases to go either untreated or unreported because a lot of um, people who don't have health care might not want to risk getting the hospital bill. Right. They might just try to you know self-medicate and quarantine and just try to wait it out. Because it's a it's a whole lot of different. Um, it's uh, the money, the the price of everything that need to be done to take care of. COVID-19 is fluctuating really ridiculously. A lot of people are paying $1,000 when some people aren't. And I think it's, um, I think it's, I think for that, I'm going to guess that it's, they're going by individual cases. Mm -hmm. Like it might just really be a, uh, a case by case thing like this one person might this, the coronavirus might have affected this one person more severely than this person All right so it's like well, okay we're gonna need to do more so your treatment might cost more okay so that's that's the only rationale I would have for that okay I mean a lot of people um a lot of these doctors are not even checking people out really a lot of these doctors say you feel like you get sick um they tell you to call a doctor or call a physician or whatever they're called mm -hmm. um describe your symptoms and they're going to tell you the same thing regardless if it's the flu just a random cold uh COVID-19 until it gets really severe stay in your house yeah that's that's what I've heard too they're like don't even risk coming outside um don't risk don't risk coming to the uh don't risk coming to the hospital because if, unless you're um if you're not sure because you don't want to have like just a random cough or a cold or the flu then you come down to the worst place to be which is the emergency room, then you do catch the virus. So I can understand that rationale. Oh man, I didn't even think of that. Oh man, that's, that's the Yeah man, it's getting, it's getting real out here for a lot of people. That's insane to me. Like, so there's really no place to go. Like, really stay in your house is really what I'm hearing. Stay in your house. Stay in your house if you have to go anywhere. Once again, do not be in groups larger than 10. I wouldn't even suggest being in any groups larger than five. I only got three friends. I only got two. Well, not three. So, and I ain't really going nowhere, no way. Thanks. But now, nah, man, this, um... This coronavirus, like we've like we've said before, it is really highlighting a lot of systems, um, a lot of a lot of problems in our current systems, and it's it's definitely highlighting a lot of um a lot of disparities and a lot of issues that we have in healthcare, mm -hmm. like especially the sort of racial divide that has always been there. Yeah, we keep talking about how uh, the world after this blows over is going to be different. It's going to be because now we're see we're literally seeing just how. Just how vulnerable our systems are, and just how vulnerable we are as a society. Yeah, bro. And these are the people. These are the people that are having these awakenings that need to be um looking into running for running for some kind of office. Running right? for some. Because honestly, I you know what? I feel like a lot of people. I feel like a lot of activists going to come out of this. Yeah, and I know a lot of activists. Actually, you know, when you really sit there and think about it, you do know a lot of activists. It's just Who's gonna actually uh, who's take gonna, action? Who's gonna put themselves? Who's gonna put themselves at the forefront? Right. I think everybody, a lot of people, speaking wise, can be an activist unless you just completely believe, you know, the system that you're in. Right. Like everybody doubts the system at some point in uh, in some area. Right. And oh yeah, before I forget, one last thing. Um, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of. Um, a lot of low-income areas, like projects, um, projects and ghettos and, and, and shelters and prisons, um, those affect African Americans too mm -hmm. because 
a lot of African Americans are below the poverty line, mm-hmm. and a lot of those uh, those, those spaces I just named uh, have high population densities right. in such small areas, which is basically a breeding ground for um, for things such as for, such as coronavirus. Right. So, um, imagine in jail, a lot of nonviolent offenders, well, a lot of offenders and specifically nonviolent offenders. Yeah. Are gonna be caught, are gonna be stuck with this virus. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, the rapper YMW Melly called it. Called uh um has tested positive for COVID nineteen. Really? He's uh requesting to get out of the situation he is in. His lawyer said uh reported his weight at one hundred and thirteen pounds. Currently, he's uh-huh. not getting treated right, and he feels like he's dying in jail currently because of COVID nineteen. Oh man, I'm just like, who? How did he catch it? Like, it has to be an officer bringing it in. It had to be somebody from the outside, maybe a visitor. Um, that they didn't check or because I doubt the hospital, not the hospital. I doubt the jails are are doing, you know, fully thorough checks on these on these kinds of things. Right. Um. I don't know if you heard, but uh, Takeshi Six Nine, he actually was able to um serve out the rest of his prison sentence at home. Yeah. Due to due to coronavirus. It, I don't think he even caught it. Um, he was just saying like, "I'm afraid that I will catch it. I don't want to. I don't want to be stuck in here." Right. And judge let him go. Right. Well, not let him go, but he's on house arrest, basically. Yeah. But Takashi Six Nine and uh, YMW Melly's uh, situations that they got going on for why they're there and what they're fighting are really, really different. Yeah. Really, two starkly different cases. Yeah. But. I have been saying, you know, this is really off topic. If they let if they let six nine out, let my boy Kodak out. I understand he's the human form of ignorance, but he don't deserve to be in there, bro. He just he just make mistakes, bro. He just not that smart sometimes. He's a smart person, but not that smart sometimes. Yeah, I mean, how many times you gonna let somebody make make mistakes though? But we don't want them to catch COVID nineteen. We try to protect everybody. I mean, that's true. That's true. That's true. So I ain't gonna condemn him to that. That's yeah. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna condemn him to that. Yeah. I'm speaking about jail though. He keep making a lot of mistakes. He do keep making a lot of mistakes. Too many mistakes. The jail, the the the, the uh, judge straight up told him, "Look, young people make mistakes. Your problem is you're making too many." And we see, we recognize their mistakes. You just gotta find your door, find your road to yeah. maneuver from there to be like enough is enough. Yeah. And some people just need a different wake up call than others. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what it's gonna take for him to get his wake up call, but he'll get it one day. Right. So, how do you think we fight something like this? Uh, fighting these reasons why um, it's crazy. It's crazy. So it's cra- COVID nineteen turned political. Honestly, because everything that you just explained to me and everything that I'm looking at can be changed through policy. Can be changed through politics and policies and just this. We're we're at victim because of the systematic system because of the systematic oppression that we're in. Exactly. So, which I honestly I'm not surprised. I'm not expected. I feel like anywhere where the people the lower people are always going to be the ones affected the most. While we examine rich folk who don't have symptoms can't test it. All these celebrities able to get tested, but regular people can't. Right. And a lot of and and on that note, a lot of celebrities are out here with these half-ass efforts 
wanting, wanting to make songs like that's really gonna do anything. People don't need that. We got a bunch of other music to, to inspire us. We need help. Bro, you know who I said see <laughs> who I see said something like that? Lido Richie. <laughs> Lido Richie's old ass. Lido Richie said we should make a new remix collaboration Man, of the I, song We Are the World. I saw that and Jackson. I'm like, who the hell is gonna what are we gonna do with that? <laughs> somebody said somebody said celebrities really think they can just sing their way out of everything. <laughs> I understand. I understand what they be trying to do. Like, like they're trying. To, they're trying to. They're trying to inspire. They're trying to increase morale, which is honestly important. Which the government isn't doing. But you go and sing a song, Lytle. This song. This this song gonna cure me of coronavirus. <laughs> this song that's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is Michael Jackson's song. <laughs> Let that song go. You don't have say in that. Please, res- nah. where's Michael Jackson's lawyers? Exactly. Where's his estate? Man, nah. I I really need people. That's uh, that's that's really how I feel. That's how I think we're gonna beat this. I need I need a lot more people to start taking action. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know. It doesn't honestly, and I'm not even saying that you have to donate um, money specifically. You can help out. You can volunteer. You can <sighs> taking action right now. Is staying your ass at home. That too. That's that exa- too. <laughs> that's exactly what. Uh, currently, while everything is spreading right now, I know we're talking this proactive of um, of making a change, just doing stuff like that. Um, we don't got the we don't have the means to donate no money. We don't have the means, the situations, the connections to do those type of things. What you can do to help us out as a country, you is can stay do your, your ass part. Is stay your ass inside. Please stop bucking this virus thinking that because here goes the thing, right? I see a lot of y'all bucking this virus to go outside. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? You're going to be outside (laughs) doing nothing. You're going to be outside enjoying the weather. That is literally it. You can do that from your porch. Why are you so angry with the folk? Because I'm so... Like, because y'all get on social media and complain about the virus. Y'all complain about being on lockdown and quarantine and self-isolation, but you contribute to the problem by going... by it's, it's folks still having block parties. Folks still having kickbacks. You know what I seen, bro? That was pretty freaking cool. I seen a block party, but it was everybody was in front of their house. Yeah, that see? Was, that, that was, was nice. That, that was, was smart. <laughs> Dude had a DJ system. He was just blasting music across the whole um, neighborhood. Neighborhood, the whole cold just in front of their house, dancing, jamming, vibing, having a good time. And you know what they were doing? Social distancing. I was, I'm gonna I'm still tweet it out, but I feel like at this time, we need to start seeing the same videos that we were seeing coming from Italy. They were social distancing. We see people through windows playing like racquetball. Yeah, folks on their balcony, like having whole concerts. We see, the, we see the block, what was they saying? 21 Savage or something like something that? Something like that. <laughs> or like making the stallion or something? That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to be on. That's the vibes <laughs> I'm trying to be on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna hit up my lease, my lease people, and have them send out a message that we are gonna be listening to, um, to Young Dolph at seven o'clock tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would be doing, bruh. Hey, I'm gonna see how it go. Hey, look, it might work. That's the videos I'm trying to meet. Those are the videos I'm trying to see. Those is what's speaking is happiness. Not We Are the World mm. by Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie. Nah. Nah. 
That ain't gonna work, man. That ain't gonna fly this time. We in a pandemic. And then at the same time, wasn't like, I might be wrong, but wasn't We Are The World like a song written in response to how black people are treated and how our country is separated and divided? Honestly, that could be it. To keep it to keep it real, I can't remember at this current time. But it was definitely in response to some. It was either in response to that or some kind of or some kind of some kind of or climate crisis. change or climate change. You know, Michael Jackson been talking about climate change. Michael Jackson talked about climate change. He did. He talked about a lot of stuff in his music, actually. Yeah, Lionel, you're not Michael, bro. You're not <laughs> Michael, bro. Mike, because Michael talked about it a lot. Michael talked about um. Talk about black brutality. He talked about race. The prison system. He talked about the prison system. He compared himself to Michael Jordan. They had a song called Jam. That's random. Didn't they, um, um, the music video, any playing, are they playing each yeah. other in basketball? Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, Earth, that song Earth, he's talking about how the world's dying. And that was a really intense video right there. And like he was in a forest and it was beautiful and everything died. Man, Michael Jackson is an activist, bro. Even today. Even today, you see they're trying to remake the song. They're trying to remake the song. Maybe that's why they're trying to sing it. I'm not mad at you, Lionel Richie. It's just... It's just... It's... I'm not... I don't listen... I don't even listen to Lionel Richie. I don't listen to you or your friends because you're old. I mean, you ain't got to say it like that. I know. I was trying not to say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to say it like that. Because <laughs> they cool. I listen to old music a lot. But I'm not finna be like... I'm not finna hit you up like, yo, did you hear that new drop from Lionel Richie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That shit was nice. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to hit you up. I might hit my mom up saying something like that. Right. Just to let her know. She be like, what you telling hey, me for? Did she, first thing she's going to say is, what you know about Lionel? <laughs> what you know about Lionel? I posted an old song on Instagram the other day. My mom goes slide up talking about, what you know about that song? <laughs> <laughs> did she say that for our intro? She did. She did. And then sent you the song that it was actually about? Yeah, we didn't know nothing about that song. Didn't know nothing about that song. <laughs> She put us on. She did. We had no idea, bro. I thought that was strictly an ASAP Rocky inside of the Creator beat. Nah, man, they sampled that. That was a fresh sample. So they made they made good music. I give them their credit. Yeah. But man, this coronavirus is gonna be a tough one to beat, man. Yeah, man. You just gotta stay positive and stay indoors. Yeah. Um. A lot of us regular citizens. That's the most we can do. So please do your part. We appreciate all y'all for listening, man. Please stay inside. We do appreciate you for listening. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for for yelling at the audience, but I just really, I'm just trying to stress the importance of staying inside and practicing social distancing because a lot of a lot of you all are listening, but just as many is is just as many people listening is just as many people that are not listening. So, if you are doing your part, please continue. If you are not doing your part. Please start. We don't want to see you become one of these statistics. Before we end, I just want to say that might be the most emotion that our audience has heard from you, bro. You might have scared them. <laughs> you might have scared them. They weren't ready for that one. Hey, look, man. It took the roller to get it out of you, bro. <laughs> it took the roller, man, but that's that's how serious this is. That's how serious it is. That's how serious this is. But you know what? We're going to stop talking y'all heads off. We're going to get up out of here. We'll see you all next week. 
Peace. Stay safe out there.